Peace and blessings, family. Today is August 12th, 20. 19. Oh yeah, we're back again. And our message today is about success. How do you define success? Sometimes we define success uh, if you make a lot of money, but you know, that's not always true. Making a lot of money is not always success. You can ask people who actually have money. But if there's one thing that is certain, there is a definition for success. You take the definition and you define it as how you feel successful. And has your life been a success, even though you may not have the money that a lot of people have? If there's one thing we must do, we must always define our own success. You feel me? Well, my brothers and my sisters, let's get ready. Well, we'll take the Merriam-Webster definition of success. The fact of getting or achieving wealth respect, or fame. Two, the correct or desired result of an attempt. Three, someone or something that is successful. Four, a person or thing that succeeds. Now remember, a person or thing that succeeds. That's success. You have many ways that you can consider success. But let's start with when we're dealing with success as black people. There's a story that's been going on now for a couple of weeks. There's a brother He's LeBron James's uh, agent, and he has a very successful practice going on. See, sometimes when people see success from black people, it becomes, I want a piece of that, or if I can't have a piece of that, I don't want them to have a piece of that. The brother's name, Rich Paul. Rich Paul's got it going on. He's got some of the top NBA players on his roster. And like I say, a lot of times when they see you doing well, especially black people, here they come. We don't want to see that. You don't have to go off and give off different names for different groups. You can take them and choose and put whatever group you want to put into that own, in your own scenario. But you should all know what I'm talking about. If you don't, well, anyway, let's continue on with the story. Rich Paul and LeBron James started a company called 
Well, actually, it's a sports agent. It's called Clutch Sports. Now, Clutch Sports, they deal with athletes. They're a management firm pretty much to deal with athletes. And like I said earlier, Rich Paul has a lot of uh, top people on his list. He has uh, Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, and others. Plus, of course, he's got the king, LeBron James. Now, in this clip, LeBron James feels that the, uh, the athletes should avoid the NCAA. See, the NCAA, they like to dictate rules. Are they relevant? Be honest with you, I don't really believe that they're relevant. I believe that they keep them around for, or maybe they just don't want to get rid of them. It just gives them jobs. But other than that, they don't really need to make rules when which individual schools should be able to do themselves. They should be able to, uh, or their conference, since they have all these conferences, they should be able to penalize and, and dictate rules and make up their own rules. The NCAA doesn't need to make up rules for colleges because a lot of the uh, stuff that they come up with, it's not even relevant. What it shows, it shows a bias towards athletes. That's what it does. It just shows a bias towards athletes. This particular story is not just about athletes. This particular story includes people who work no matter where you work, how different agencies, uh, different unions, how they all come into play pending on where you work to set your, basically, to set your path. And then a lot of times when they set these rules, a lot of people aren't in agreement, but you end up sticking with them because that's just what it is. You have one say. That's all you have is one say. There may be thousands say in a union, but all you have is one say. So one say is, it's a say. Now, when you're working, when the NAACP, I'm sorry, the NC2A, I like to call it that, but with these rules, with Rich Paul, Rich Paul doesn't have a college degree, but he's a successful black man running a successful agency, which is Clutch Sports. Now, you're not allowed, in the NBA, Rich Paul is already in, but any new coming agent or person who's seeking to be an agent, they have to follow these guidelines now. And the guidelines are that you're supposed to have a college degree. All you needed to become a sports agent was to be certified through the league itself. You would get a certificate. But now they want you to have a degree. They want you to have X amount of years. They want you to be able to do this, be able to do that. Because see, what the plan is, the plan is to take out brothers who basically have such a gift and are good with people and able to pick up and learn without a degree to the point where you need a degree in order to come on camp, uh, college campuses and, uh, you know, interview. Now, basically, the degree 
is what they're trying to say is they want to protect quote unquote student athletes, which is bullshit anyway, but that's how they put it. You know, there's always something around what they say. A college athlete is in some cases, because some of them, they get paid under the table uh, through alumni, however you want to put it, they getting some type of money. But, you know, they like to keep it student athletes. It, it, it makes them feel better, even though they know. They only set the rules down when they want to put somebody, uh, they want to try to ruin somebody. That's when they'll put down their student athlete label. But that's just what the NC2A does. But anyway, Rich Paul is no longer allowed to go on college campuses. Say uh, players who want to come out for the NBA draft or the NFL. Um, well, right now, I believe it's just basketball. Uh, come out for the uh, NBA draft and just seek their options just to see, you know, not to say that uh, they're going to uh, uh, go ahead and sign away and go ahead and, and enter the, the NBA draft. But to just check out their options to see, well, if I'm going to be a first rounder, if I'm going to be a second rounder, am I going to be a free agent? See, a lot of athletes, they want to get these, uh, they want to get that information out there just in case, you know, you want to decide, you know, you want to leave school and you want to go out there and you want to be an NBA baller. But a lot of these, uh, these scouting reports, sometimes they come back wrong. A lot of these players that may be high, considered high first round draft picks end up going in the second round or end up going in the bottom half of the first round. But what they do is they try to make you feel that what you're doing is wrong. And then they lie to these youngsters by telling them this. And all of a sudden, when they do decide to come out of school, and they don't get drafted or they get drafted in the second round because the second round is non-guaranteed money. You don't get guaranteed money. And in the first round, the money is guaranteed, but it's not that much guaranteed. But these agents, sometimes they, they do lie. But then again, hell, you got lawyers that lie too. But the thing about it, they trying to say you got to have all this degree and this experience as if you're going to go and tell the truth and be honest because you have many agents who may have a degree or whatever, but look at all, look at all the millions of dollars that our athletes have made over the years. And you have a lot of them end up broke and you know why they end up broke. The reason why they end up broke is because a lot of these people, they see you as a jock, a ball player, and they end up stealing your money in such a way that you can't tell it's stealing until you get ready to retire. And then you look up thinking, because see, if you're not checking your money, then you're a fool because your money may not be there when you got a couple of years away. I'm going to give you a, a, a point. I'm going to give you an example. Here's a brother. We all know Adrian Peterson came out of Oklahoma. He's been playing now for, I believe, uh, Almost 10 years, he's a running back. Running back's careers don't really last that long. But Adrian Peterson, he's alleging that he's lost almost $100 million or close to that 
Why? And he's and he's about 30. He's in his 30s now, his, his early 30s, and he's still playing. I'm pretty sure he loves the game, but he can't retire the way he probably thought is because the money that he was looking for is no longer there. The money that he was looking for is no longer there. Now he wants to go and he wants to sue his management team. And usually his management team don't look like him. Adrian Peterson is a black guy. His management team don't look like him. But see, when you don't check your money and you have other people telling you what your money is, that's the problem with our athletes today. You have a lot of success in sports, but when it comes to your money, you don't have that success with your money. And a lot of these ball players, they have made uh, tremendous amounts of uh, money. If you look, it's, it's always in the newspapers. Success. They're successful in one thing, but their failures in something else. How is your success? Adrian Peterson. Here's a brother. He don't know what he's going to do because more than likely he might make a team this year. But if he don't, where is those big checks coming from? NFL athletes don't really get the big endorsements long term like they do in bait. Well, not even baseball in basketball. Michael Jordan still gets endorsements. But where does your success come from? Does your success involve just being able to get up and go to work and provide for your family? Or does your success mean that you have to have a whole lot of money in order to take care of your whole family? Success. Where does your success come from? I believe when athletes, entertainers, or whoever, when you make a lot of money, instead of just giving and taking care of your family while they do nothing, you should put them on the payroll, make them go to school, make them learn a trade so they can help build later on. That's how you continue to build your wealth. But when you end up like uh, Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens took care of his whole family. And after football was over, I'm pretty sure you guys know uh, T.O., Terrell Owens. After football season was over, or his football career was over, then what? No one really wants to hire him in the sport. See? And he's made close to $100 million in his career. But that all comes down to what do you consider success? I consider uh, success being able to wake up and go to work and provide for my family. I consider success getting up, going to work, and having my children live in a house while they were growing up, each one of them had their room. My success has always been based on more so others than me. I never look at myself. I look at others. It may be hard to believe for some people, 
But I look at myself. Well, I'm sorry. I look at others. I always look at, I am always going to be good with money or without money. Because I have that when I need it, I'll get it. If I don't have it, I'm good. I'll do something else. But a lot of people look at success as a whole bunch of money going on lavish vacations, uh, eating at a bunch of fancy uh, restaurants, uh, walking around with uh, name brand clothing. That's expensive. And speaking all of that, I will put my people at the forefront. Walking around with $10,000 purses when you ain't got a job. Driving expensive automobiles when you can't even afford rent. I will put my people in the forefront. Instead of starting and building. Because anytime you're going to start and build something successful, it's going to take time. It's going to take real time. It may take a year. It may take longer. But as long as the progress is there, you're going to see the result. And usually the end result is going to be what you were looking for in the beginning. Providing you put in the work, the real work. That's why we have to stop trying to make everything fast. But if that's your way of success, doing everything fast, your end result will be zeroing in. You'll start off fan. I'm sorry. You'll start off fast and you will burn yourself out. You'll be like the tortoise in the hare. The tortoise starts off real slow and the hare is flying by. But the hare is not the one who finishes the race it's the tortoise because he takes his time he glides hey how you guys doing while the hare is flying by he ain't got time to say hi to nobody because he's flying to the finish line but he's burning out because he didn't know that the finish line has a long way to go while the tortoise is taking his time strutting along picking up a a chick or two Getting a kiss on the cheek and keep on moving while the hair ain't got time for nothing but himself. And he burns out in the end. Are you the tortoise or are you the hare? No one is saying that you have to have a whole lot of money. But it is good to learn about money, even at an older age, so you can be able to teach your family members about money. It's always good to keep learning. People always like to say, when you reach a certain age, you know, you stop learning. You never stop learning. And the reason why you never stop learning, because there's so much to learn. I find learning more fascinating now than I ever did when I was in school. I was a good student. My success in school was that I was a good student. I wasn't the best student. I was a good student. I did what I had to do and I made it through. 
I wasn't trying to, I never skated by. I couldn't skate by. I had to work. From the ninth grade on, I had to work. And I had all my units every year, what I was supposed to have, and then some. When we would do our checks, it took me a long time to graduate uh, college. And the reason why it took me a long time, because I didn't like, I didn't want to go to school no more. I took my time. And when I graduated college, I graduated for my mother and my kids to see me. Because other than that, I wouldn't have cared. Because I always look at there's always ways to make money. And a degree does not define you on making money. It's what the world tells you you need to be able to make money, to make a good living. And that's not true. You have a lot of kids, young, old, black, brown, red, yellow, white, who have graduated college. Let's say the last five years. If you go back all over the country and see how many of those kids they may have had success in graduating, and that may be their ultimate goal just to have graduated college. But what type of jobs do they have? Or are they even working? That's how most people will measure their success. I graduated with a college degree. I got that job I always wanted. I'm making all this money. I'm living in a house that I always wanted to live. I'm dating the beautiful girl. I have the uh, uh, the job that I always wanted. And I'm good. Success. And a lot of people will feel, well, I just made it through. Success. But college if you don't know how to go out there and deal with people, it don't matter how much college you have because the way the jobs are drying up nowadays, it doesn't matter how much college you have. What kind of job are you going to really get? When you know how to go out there and make money, you don't worry about a college degree. I did a, a, a video years ago. No, not years ago. What? Late last year. It was called Sick Time. And vacation pay. And the goal of the sick time is for if you're sick, you get to go. If you have the time, bam, you can take off as many days as your sick time will allow. Vacation is the same thing. You want to go out of town, just hang around the house. You got time and you're still going to get paid. I always looked at it. I'm going to do what I'm going to do regardless. I'm not going to define myself with how many hours I got on somebody else's books. That's my another one of my success. I do what I want to do and don't worry about what's on the books. Sick time, vacation pay, success. What is success to you? But getting back to the Rich Paul situation, this is... Uh, just some of the things that they want you to, to believe that is necessary. And it's just not. It's really not. This is a, a clip from uh, ESPN. I just want you to check it out for a little bit. And I'll see you 
after the clip, this is, might be a little bit long today, but basically it's important. Success. What is your success? Check it out. so many opportunities that kids are going to miss to be around good people who understand the game of basketball and winning in the game of basketball on and off the court because the NCAA wants to quote unquote protect an athlete client that's not what they are all it is is the NCAA trying to throw its weight back around that's exactly what it is the NCAA missed in football a few years back when they said oh we won't have any more two days but guess what y'all will have another week of practice that was a swing and a miss this is another swing and a miss if you want to protect the athletes take different routes besides mandating uh, the, the the education requirements of an agent uh, that just to me doesn't make sense swinging and also too it is such a blatant a blatant reason for a rule, a blatant reaction to one guy who, whether you feel like he's qualified or not, starting to make moves, starting to throw around around his weight in a way that now Steve Kerr and coaches are complaining. The NBA now has a problem. These players have too much control, and it's been controlled by one agent. The thing about it to me also, rules come into play because there's a problem. That's typically why you instill and install the rule. There hasn't been some sort of glaring issue to mandate this rule. NCAA, turn your attention elsewhere to something more. The problem is they ain't winning. Exactly. That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> there are a lot of people who have a problem with it. It's all of those who Rich Paul has upset the apple cart in the, in the business. Uh, we're going well beyond just the NCAA. And there are people who, I think LeBron James had it exactly right. Whether I said it exactly the way he meant it or not, I think he had it exactly right. This is the Rich Paul rule. It is a bad look. He has, he has taken a position of unusual power within the league and the sport. And I think it is making a lot of people. See? It's making a lot of people uncomfortable because he's a black man. He's a, he's not a real tall guy. He's he's a short guy, but he's powerful. See, the sh it doesn't make a difference how big you are to make you a real strong and make you powerful. I'm gonna give you another case example. You take the honorable Elijah Muhammad. He was a real small guy, very powerful guy. Anytime when you're turning uh, people's ear around. People do not want to hear or see that, especially when they don't look like you. And then again, you got a lot of people that look like you that don't want to see it either. You got your haters. Your haters are always going to be there. They're just going to be there. That's why success. They hate this man because he's successful. So they'll do anything they can to keep this man from being able to enter a college campus. And a lot of these kids are only going to school, especially these a lot of these athletes, but in football, you're, too, you're still young. Your body's still not mature enough to be able, because if football players could, they would probably go one year and leave too, but they can't. They had to spend at least three years. Here's a young brother. I got this clip, that last clip, I'm sorry. It was from a show called uh, Get Up. This particular clip is a young man who's turning 18, or just turned 18, and he's going to college. This is off of uh, Boyce Watkins and what he's doing to uh, show the type of success that he wants later on in life. Check it out. Yeah, I appreciate it. So I'm, I'm here in, 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 at, a, at a random airline. 
Jazz Carnival. And <laughs> I meet my homeboy Kenneth, right? Yes, yeah, Kenneth. And uh, you are 18 years old? Yes, sir. 18. And he's investing in stocks and Forex. Forex, yes, sir. And you're about to be a freshman at Arizona yes, State University. Yes, this yes, is sir. a top 30 business school. Yes, okay. sir. And you want to do what? I uh, also want to um, become an agent and be able to help uh, players uh, manage their money correctly and also. Um, start my own wealth management company after that so i'm just studying forex right now and doing stocks to be able to build my capital and invest in what i need to invest in so <laughs> yeah, out of this black man right here i appreciate it that's what i'm talking about brother well, I'm, 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 super, I'm super proud of you man my brothers and my sisters it's there it's there for the to take i'm sorry it's there for the taking your success your success is all up to you it's no one else it's no one that can stand in your way, but only when you let people stand in your way. You complain. Oh, man, the white man won't let me do this. White man won't let me do that. You know what? That's an old complaint. It's time to get past that complaint. It's time to go out there and start taking care of your own business. You need to leave that what somebody else won't let you do, and you need to go out there and handle your own. Success, my brothers and my sisters. Success. This was a, a little bit longer than I normally go, but sometimes the less is better. I'll be doing less, but I'll be talking more. Success, my brothers and my sisters. Make it happen for yourself. Get off your butt. Stop sitting on your ass. So those, there's some of you that go out there and you do. And there's the majority of you who sit and you don't. You better go out there because they're setting up. this. They're lining in a line with what's coming down. And if you ain't ready for the storm, then you're going to be left out in the rain. And there is going to be no shelter for you in the rain. Go out there. Find you some business. Buy you a little pot. I'm sorry, a little plot of land if you can. Get you some brothers and sisters and go out there and, 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 and invest together. Start forming parties. We are so goddamn hell set on being jealous of one another or hateful towards one another that a lot of times. We just don't want to go in and be partnered with our brothers and sisters. It's good to go out there and do for yourself when you got to do for yourself cash. But when you don't partnership, bring in investors, put it on a piece of paper, sign, you know, hey, let's sign this. Let's date this. Let's get it notarized. But don't sit up there. And be jealous of your brothers and sisters because you can't, you won't, because you don't want to, or you scared to. Get out of that frame of mind of being scared. Because you know what, in the end, all you're going to be is scared. My brothers and my sisters. My, I'm sorry, my old man. My brothers and my sisters. Success. Success, success, success. What is your success? Just being able to wake up every day? Fantastic. Being able to make a lot of money? Fantastic. Being able to go to work and have a job. Fantastic. Being able to graduate from college. Fantastic. Whatever your success is, do it and do it. And be proud. Love your people. Ask your people for help every now and then. But don't ever discriminate against your own people or be a hater towards your own people. Make it happen because you can. Make it happen. You are God's people. And he's tired. I have to remind you people about who you are. 
Everybody else is getting fat off of your dime. Start getting fat off of your own dime and start getting fat off of other people's dime. Because if you got a great product, people will buy. I see my brown brothers and sisters out there every day, every day, every day. Set up food carts, set up food tables, set up uh, little kitchens on damn near kitchen uh, uh, restaurants on the street. And they making it happen. They're making it happen with their own people. And you know what? They're taking that money and they're buying property. Black people, scared, taking their money out the neighborhood. Hispanic people, keeping it in the neighborhood, buying property. If you couldn't buy a piece of property in my land three years ago, you damn sure can't buy a piece of property in my, in my, in my neighborhood today. My brothers and my sisters, the properties are shooting up. You got to get with it. I am not talking about the South. I'm talking about on the West Coast. Down South, if you have family, I would suggest that you go and start buying some property down South. Out here, you need more than a job, a job, and a job. Properties out here are extremely, extremely high in California. Especially in my part of my, uh, let's say, my neck of the woods. We're not talking about you can go in some places in real nice neighborhoods and pay 100000 or 200 250 and get a really nice home. No. We're past that. You're looking at half a rock easy. Or half a mil easy. Or you just don't even bother to come in my community. And this is Cali. This is what they do in Cali. But you people, you got to define what success is to you. This is your brother. Formerly, this was a college's real talk. Now it's Renell's Real Talk FM. Because like in a college's real talk, I still keep it real. Your brother Renell saying, hey, go for it. The race has started. Are you still at the finish line? Peace. We out of here.